Hello, niggas and friends. Happy Friday, bitches. (laughs) Oh, I've been looking forward to Friday all week. I truly have. Um, However, um, I want to go ahead and we have such an awesome show for you guys today. We have a lot of topics to get through. But first and foremost, before we even move forward, Let's go ahead and do our mental health check-in. Aaron, how you doing, boo? I'm waiting for the asteroid. Girl, yesterday was ghetto. I just, as you know, I, I had to just walk out my job. It's beginning to be like capitalism literally has its boots on our neck. And I don't see how the people at the top think that pretty soon people are just going to be like, fuck it. And just fuck some shit up because I am tired. <laughs> bruh and i feel like um the exhaustion a lot of people are feeling that right now the 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 burnout of capitalism especially when that's how people decide whether you're going to be worthy or not right how much money do you have what do you look like all of those things are like american societal currency almost and i feel like it it really sucks for the rest of us who are just trying to survive <laughs> And um, we're here like, oh, well, hey, guess what? You're not worth anything unless you're trying to make a profit. What are you worth? What are you worth if you're not trying to make a profit? Right. And that's the sad part. It's like we don't see any value in the person just for their existence. Just the fact that they're a human being, we have to see what they can bring to the table. And this is why I keep saying capitalism does go hand in hand with white supremacy. It's that slave to master complex. I don't see you as shit, only what you can bring to the plantation. 100%. And we've taken that same ideologies of long ago, and we're just implanting them into into today's society. And at least for me, um, thankfully, I feel like I'm a little less burnt out only because I decided to uh, go away for a week. I am currently in Las Vegas, where I am getting the lay of the land and just being by myself and relaxing. There's no one to ask me for things. And I don't know about um, our audience or you, but it feels like my whole life has been an act of service. Mm. Um, It feels like um, whether I've been in relationships or it's been my family, whatever the case is, I'm always doing something for somebody. And I've been putting myself on the back burner literally since inception. So I feel like, 
which is crazy because we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get into it because they you know they're telling women who are 35, 35 black and single that you're going to die alone, that you don't have any worth. Again, the whole um, slave to master complex, what do you bring to the table? Why do you think when we hear Kevin Samuels um, say shit like that, why we're all not like completely uh, appalled? It's like, so you don't see the duality. You don't see the mirror fucking image. Um, but it was nice to just, uh, just to breathe in and breathe out and know it just, I only have me to care about for this week. So it was nice. Period, period. Yeah, I encourage everyone listening to uh, take take some take a week off because capitalism will have you think that oh, if I do this, I just feel so lazy right now. But no, that's not the case at all. Like, take off work, no. fuck, like to clear your head. This very that's important. conditioning. Laziness is a lie. That's conditioning. Mm -hmm. That's that's that that's again the oh, are you going to be profitable for me? So we have words like lazy to go ahead and shame people. And now they don't even have to shame, uh, shame us. We'll shame ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, uh, and all the way, uh, and also, by the way, anybody else who wants to give us what your mental health check-in is for the day, the last couple of days, please go ahead and put it in the voice notes. Are you ready? <sighs> ready as I'm ever gonna be, girl. At first, I didn't think it was true because, again, Twitter—you know how Twitter goes. It's Listen, like it Twitter has killed Morgan Freeman. Twitter and Facebook killed off Justin Bieber. Twitter, like, listen, Twitter been been coming for people's throats on a regular basis. Um, and then there's like, oh, it's a hoax, blah blah blah. Listen, uh, now we—if you don't know—we're talking about Kevin Samuels and the fact that what a lot of outlets are saying, but hasn't been completely confirmed is that that nigga's dead. Which, by the way, when I first heard the news, I was just like, that's a lie. And then my next thought is, if that's true, the fact that they just lost their Fotep daddy, I was just like, oh my God, black men are gonna be in shambles this week. Literally had like, um. I'm hearing and I'm still hearing it like straight black men talking about, oh my God, he was a he was a big part of the movement and what we gonna do now and who we gonna rely on. I'm like, girl, the bar is and it's all it's gonna be plenty of Kevin Samuels out there. He's not the only one. We have people like Dr. Yeah. Umar and all these uh, Umar Johnson. It's plenty of people out there like a Kevin Samuels. And now people are just going to take what they learned and replace him in a way because I don't think like that's this whole oh my god what are we gonna do now girl that's sad I'm sorry that's just so sad like how do I put this I when I say they are in emotional shambles when I saw the first note that said what are we gonna do without him who will we follow now are y'all niggas okay this is why we always make the comparison from hoteps and white nationalists, right? Mm. It doesn't matter whoever the whatever the person is, and they they could be doing the craziest shit, but as long as they agree with whatever your ideology is, you'll go ahead and defend them to the death of you. Like this stand culture, like again, I feel like we are constantly talking about stand culture, and with the whole Kevin Samuels thing, I feel like it's just another example of it because people have seen what he's done. I literally posted a screenshot this morning of him because uh, like one of the, our last shows, we were talking about Kevin Samuels asking a single woman, 
how they can make their child an asset to a man. Yo, the shit is diluted. The shit is diluted and the shit is scary. It is scary out there. What gets me with this whole situation is <clears throat> why do people all of a sudden have a moral compass just because someone who was trash passes away? Because I don't, that does, that never made sense to me. Oh, well, don't speak ill of the dead. Why you can't wish death on somebody? First of all, how can I wish it, if it already happened? The nigga was already dead. So how can I wish? How <laughs> can I wish death on somebody? Allegedly, how can I wish some wish death on somebody if it already happened? And number two, imagine me going to a Jewish person or the Jews and say, "Well, you know, you don't speak bad about Hitler. Like he was still a person. He had loved ones, and just you know, he got a family at the end of the day." I don't care. <laughs> I don't. The people, the black woman that he was constantly, because he built his whole platform off of shitting on black women. Well, he did black men too. He was talking about black men. No, bitch. That shit blew the fuck okay. up off of the backs of black women. You're not going to sit here and tell me that, oh, both sides. No. His whole brand, his whole platform was built off of denigrating black women. So this whole, oh, well, he had a family and we can't talk bad about him because he had an auntie or he had, he has loved ones. Okay, so did the black woman that he constantly shitted on all the fucking time. You need to fucking be respectful of people while they're alive. Stop with yourself. Oh my God, he did. So we can't say these things. So you mean to tell me, so if you were a trash ass person, all your fucking, you just shit on everybody. The nerve of you to tell me how I should feel now that he died, he didn't give a fuck about my existence. He didn't give a fuck about black women's existence while they were living. So why the fuck would I just all of a sudden flip a switch? It doesn't make any damn sense to me. That's not the world that we live in. You can't be trash this whole entire fucking time. And then just because you, and just because you died, you want everyone to just, oh my God, that's not how the world works. And and also what's disgusting is that we have this um, this cognitive dissonance, this commitment to misunderstanding, especially when it comes to topics like this. I'm sorry, if I was talking shit about you when you were alive, what the fuck does you being dead have to do with me? I, I Oh, it's so harsh. Oh, that's so fucked up. How did he literally told black women every single day that you are going to die alone. You are a leftover woman. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but you're a leftover woman. When you are over 30 and your kids are the ones devaluing your body and all, like everything is always your fault. And now he's literally a, pe a pedophile sympathizer. Don't understand how people don't understand that because he literally put up a whole scenario where he said, well, if so you're telling me, let's say um, the man, the your daughter goes to you and says my, your uh, husband was looking at me in the shower. She was like, well, or that they made me uncomfortable. What you going to say? She was like, well, we're going to break up because why were you even near the bathroom? That was the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah, exact fucking answer. And he said, no, no, you can't do that. Kids lie. And I'm just like, if we look at the adults today that are in our age range, how many adults have been molested while they were children and the matriarchal figure 
in the household turned the other side, decided not to look, decided not to pay attention. That's something that's already going on. And now he's got a whole bunch of fucking minions and followers being like, yes, you can't believe uh, your child over me. Not your flesh, not the person that actually came out of your body while I enter it occasionally. We got some messages. All right, since y'all my niggas and bitches, I'm just going to get real honest with you. I got 50 seconds. So, look, I got fired from my job about like a week and a half ago. Uh, I got drunk and I stole some alcohol and left it in the walk-in and they found it. Um, My boss had to take me home the whole thing. And um, I'm a little embarrassed, um, but I also have this feeling of like, man, what the fuck? I don't want to go back to work. Um, I applied at the gas station up here. It's a mobile Exxon gas station, okay? And they're going to pay me $12. And I'm like, wow, but doesn't gas and oil like run the world and all you're going to give me is 12 bucks? That's all you, that's all you can stand to give me when y'all are making billions. Fuck off. Right. Guillotines. Hashtag guillotines. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, this nigga gonna get medieval. Give it 30 more seconds. No. Um... I'm gonna say that every episode until it happens. <laughs> Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Sid. Earth is ghetto. Uh, yeah. Um, if I was in a better mental headspace, I would have more to say. Um, I'll be honest, I originally laughed when I seen the headline that he died. Um, <laughs> am I remorseful? Not really. Um, some of a lot of his takes were very violent and dangerous towards black women. And uh, it's ironic that he has now the same fate that he claimed a lot of black women was going to have. So, yeah. And um, I sent y'all a clip. Um, well, I sent you a clip, Aaron, of him speaking about slapping women, slapping black women. Uh, oh, my. Of course. Of course he will. Shout out to Aaron and Sid. Um, I hope you both are doing well. Uh, Kevin Samuels, look, I got a lot of heat on stereo yesterday, y'all. Ooh, I showed. I'm just gonna say this. Maybe it's because I don't get really too fucked up about death. So when people say like, you know, when someone dies, you got to show respect. No, fuck you. Um, if I didn't fuck with you when you were living, I'm. I'm still not going to fuck with you even after you die. I don't give a fuck that you're six feet under. You still a bitch in my eyes. And um, like I said, uh, you know, uh, black men saying, you know, fuck black women for celebrating a man's death. I'm not celebrating. I'm not like jumping up and down on my boots. But am I going to sit here and be like, oh, he has family. I don't care. Fuck your family. Fuck him. I don't care. You're you were a trash ass human, bro. And that's the thing. This whole. Y'all don't need to be celebrating. No one's celebrating shit, bitch. We still gonna have to take our ass to our slave ass jobs in the next day. I have way more stuff to be worried about about someone who didn't didn't give a fuck about my existence. I'm sorry. So what you gonna? So I don't care. So what you gonna do? Because I don't give a fuck. So what you gonna do? Take your ass to work late, work overtime. We still have to go to fucking work. 
I have way more stuff to be worried about than a black man who shitted on black women every chance he got. So stop with this whole, oh, well, that's somebody's son or that's somebody's, he had a mama or he had an auntie. Okay, and so did these black women. You're not going to sit here and have me defend this man who constantly shits on black women. Y'all should know me better than my uh, everyday listeners who listen to this podcast. Y'all know I'm it's protect black women, period, over here. You're not going to sit here and tell me to protect this man who was constantly misogynistic on black and shitted on black women. That's how he built his platform. Oh, well, he talked about black men, too. And that shit did not blow up until he started shitting on black women. Man, I just, I mean, fuck your mama, fuck your daddy, fuck your uncle, fuck your auntie, fuck your grandpa, fuck your granny, fuck your whole fucking family. Sorry. I'm telling you now because I'm sorry and I'm just going to say I feel like religion has a lot of black folks being soft when it comes to the idea of death because some folks be like, well, you want nobody talking ill of you. Bitch, I'm not here. I don't exist. I don't give a, how the fuck, imagine me giving a fuck about what folks saying when I'm dead. Bitch, I don't fucking exist. I don't have a think piece because I don't exist. How would they feel if they could hear you right now? I mean, I wish they listened to me when they were alive. Sorry. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, I feel like what really kills me, I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head there when you were talking about Black people and religion. Um, I feel like um, a lot of our idealisms are kind of, um, they come from a very, uh, from, a, from a place of just like guilt and subservience. Um, I feel like it also, it's like, I, I, honestly, real talk, some of these niggas, you would be one of the slaves that were uh, sad that Massa died. Straight up. Oh my God. And, it's, and it shows. And um, I try to always make a point not to um, argue with people that Harriet Tubman would have shot because during the escape, they'd be like, can a man, can, you should have a dick. How can you lead us? While oh. everybody dies and this bitch gets away. So, so, so I, I feel like um, we really kind of have to uh, dissect um, all of the things that kind of stems from religion that has conditioned us to be so submissive and subservient, honestly. Oh, yeah, that whole, just, like, just... um... Oh, you know, sorry. No, no, I was saying that I just, I feel like we're in a really... Um, fucked up space right now and we're kind of seeing it from like a different lens. We're literally seeing people in real time. Coon. Straight up. We're seeing it in real time. And if you think cooning has nothing to do with this, then you haven't been listening. Because all of this is stemming from white supremacy. All of this is stemming from patriarchy, misogyny, all of the things that are under the umbrella. Kevin Samuels was an agent of white supremacy. Period. That's why it just doesn't make sense to me how all of a sudden people have a moral compass. Like, oh my God, we can't be saying this stuff. Girl, why not? <laughs> he didn't give a fuck about true. someone's existence. Just, I'm, if you are a trash while you are alive, just because you died, that doesn't mean I'm not going to just like, okay, well, he's dead, y'all. Y'all, Hitler died. So, girl, he was kind of a good person. He had a loved one. And he had people at home that loved him. So Jews, I'm sorry, y'all can't be saying bad stuff about. Shut up. And and I also want to say, if you were trash while you were alive, 
The only thing that changes now that you're dead is now you are trash and decomposing. Now it's personification type T. I don't know what else you want me to say. Talking about, well, y'all wouldn't, you wouldn't want someone to talk ill of you. Bitch, they talk ill of people who are good in this fucking life. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. I'm not here, so why the fuck would I have a think piece to even give a damn? It's just like this abortion shit. Well, if your mama would have aborted you, you wouldn't be here. Okay, and see, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people like are just afraid of. We don't really know what the fuck happens once we. We're all going to die someday, and that's scary. And I get it, but to say, oh well, what you gonna do if your mama aborted you? What do you mean? What can I do? I don't exist. Nothing cannot exist. So you're not making any damn sense. <laughs> um, and I also feel like a lot of us are listening to this rhetoric and we're just like, dude, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in life. And I don't even feel like they know that they're not making no fucking sense. Yo, when I say I'm here on just Facebook in like a lot of black groups, a lot of uh, women's groups, and when I'm seeing people with their whole fucking dissertations about how black women are so mean because they don't care about this black man's death. And it reminds me of the case we discussed um, a few shows ago when it came to the black man who got um, stabbed up by his uh, white girlfriend. And in life, all he had to say was terrible, awful things about black women. And then when black women were like, mm, listen, black men, white women, Feel like this is going to be the, this is when the time you have to tap in you may have to leave us out of this this time you may actually have to go ahead and and uh, uh actually do something for yourselves and stop waiting for black women to actually swing the pendulum for you and um the the family came out asking black people and you know when they talk to black people they're talking to black women because we're the only ones who do shit. so black people please help me get this person in jail. And it is an unfair case. Like that, you look at the facts, it is fucked up, absolutely. But when this man was alive in life, he talked about how disgusting black women are. They talked about how awful, like he just did not like women that looked like him, period. So why are you asking us to go ahead and pick up a mantle and go ahead and like put a coat over troubled waters for these niggas? Why? Why do you, why do you want us to do that? That's what I'm saying. This whole, I'm not going to kumbaya just because somebody's dead. That's why I say a religion has a hold on so many, uh, so many black folks. Like, oh my God, we can't, we can't say these things now. What do you mean now? I'm going to still say it. <laughs> and also, who are you talking to? You talking to yourself? I know you're not talking to me. <laughs> and, and listen, when, and people need to understand, we are not celebrating anybody's death. I, I just need everybody to make that very clear because guess what? What Kevin Samuels fucked did not make me come. So his death doesn't bring me any type of joy. What I'm saying is, is I find the irony in the fact that he died the same exact way that he told women exactly like me, 35, older, uh, black, single, professional, overeducated. Yo, he said that shit like it was a bad thing. But yes, all of that, I'm, I am that person. Why are you coming to a person that he hated for help? What kind of help can I give him? By the way, just out of curiosity. He's already dead. 
for the black women that are celebrating. I, I, I don't care about that either, to be honest. Oh, if there are black women who are tap dancing right now, listen, life is hard. Find your joy wherever you can find it. I'm not about to go ahead and drag anybody through the mud for that shit, because again, he was a person who was literally a pedophile sympathizer. He hated black women. He was anti-black and he was an agent of white supremacy. If Candace Owens died tomorrow, I would you'd be getting the same out of too. Like, that's the thing. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Because if Kevin, uh, if Candace Owens or Ben Carson or um, Bill Cosby or whoever, they can get mm-hmm. it too. Well, well, y'all just don't like, y'all just quit telling the black man. That's is that the best you can come up with? Because y'all say that every fucking time when we hold these niggas accountable. Yeah, and I feel like it's a it's a really really stupid excuse at this point. I feel like it's really dumb, especially when these people are um, actually hurting the black community. I want to know what black people do you stand up for? I, I just out of curiosity, because the black people that I stand up for are the ones who are oppressed. Period. So who are you standing up for? Jay-Z? Who the fuck are you standing up for? I would like to know. They ain't standing up for people like me or you. They standing up for mm. people who they standing up for, for the people who like to divide and conquer and use the white man's tactics. I'm not with that shit. And um Aaron has said it before. When we talk about George Floyd, do you think there would have been that much of a movement if George Floyd was an effeminate gay man? an effeminate black gay man, do you really think that we would have been marching for him? Or would the straight, would the straight black community found a way to say, well, guess what? He was doing too much. Mm, that's what I Turn said. into white folks right in front of your fucking eyes. They, look, it would not shit would have happened if George Floyd was gay and feminine on top of that. Baby, it would have been just like any other Monday. Because mm-hmm. he had to have done something. He was, he was wearing these tight... I hear so much bullshit and so much like excuses when it comes to like, because I would tell these hoteps, hey, you do know this gay black man died. Oh, well, we're not talking about LGBT stuff. We're trying to keep stuff black. Bitch, the nigga is still black. And you say you're pro-black, right? So you need to be doing all this other shit as if you, as if this was a straight black man. He's still black. And y'all have to say blackness comes first. I'm black first, right? So why the fuck aren't you out there doing all this other shit? It's, it's, a, it's a fact. And it's still black women and black femmes that are ones who are mobilizing. They're the ones saving your ass. And I really find it really funny that you can shit on us when you don't need our help. But as soon as you need our help and our sympathy and our nurturing, because a black woman's nurturing is unlike anything that anybody's ever experienced. And it's the reason why, again, we swing, uh, we swing the pendulum. We swing votes. We, like, we do the work. And the fact that you're going to go to that same group who does the work and shit on them and now ask them for help, nigga, we ain't Jesus. Ain't no two slaps today. You slap me once, I'm straight. The fuck out of here. Yeah, they can honestly suck my ass with the skinniest straw available. Oh, not a skinny straw. <laughs> you <said> <laughs> Let me stop. Black um, men going around. He was a mentor, you know, to men, to men who didn't have fathers. I'm sorry. If your bar is set so low that a man who literally says that children need to be considered as assets in a relationship, shaming a woman for saying that she would choose a word over her daughters. If your creepy fucking pedo ass watched her get out the shower. If that is your mentor, if that is the person you look up to. 
I am so sorry that your bar is that low. I am so sorry. Like, I don't want to hear this shit, bro. I don't. I have no sympathy for this nigga. I really don't. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. Like, honestly, him and the rest of the boomers, y'all should probably follow along with him. So we don't have to continue perpetuating this dumb fucking rhetoric and bullshit that he has been spewing and spreading throughout his entire little ass career. I'm over it. All of fucking them. A lot of y'all need more reasons to like be happy and love your life. Because if it takes somebody else dying for you to be happy, then that speaks volumes. You need help. Seek therapy. Oh God, the 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 Fotep crusties have entered the chat. Listen, I need I need you to understand something. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the message. All right. Anyway, they think so, see, he, he's equating not giving the fuck to being happy. What I'm saying is, bitch, I still got bills I got to pay. I have way more stuff to worry about than a nigga who was misogynistic as fuck and shitted on black women every week. I'm sorry. That's just me. I have way more shit to worry about. So if you want to equate me moving on with my life and being able to sleep at night, be, be, me being happy, then sure, whatever. listen i yeah exactly if that's how you feel that's how you feel poppy i'm sorry your 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 zaddy is dead i'm sorry and i know it hurts because you're like looking for guidance i i suggest reading books but you could always wait for the manosphere to go ahead and belch from the cunt of hades a new fucking kevin samuels so just just give it a few months you'll have a new one to follow i promise because niggas like that niggas like that comment be the same niggas who celebrate uh, black trans women being killed and people like me being killed. So I don't give a fuck. Oh, and, they, and guess what? You be celebrating, but you celebrate my existence being at a threat because you think don't, I'm a threat to the a community. Fuck. And what's worse, they'll look at you like a threat to the community versus Kevin Samuels, who literally is a pedophile sympathizer, who literally shits on black women, who has clips of talking about how it's okay to slap black women. Like, I'm sorry, nigga, you gonna have to suck a big veiny dick on this one. And I hope you would enjoy it as much as I do. That's about it. I ain't got shit else to say. Right. Yes, the submission and the servitude. Is Is that a word? I don't know. But, um to abuse i noticed that in the black community if the abuse doesn't reach a certain extremity we still don't see it for what it is and honestly i just think the man was very abusive um that's probably why it took so long for anyone to that supposedly he didn't have close family to confirm his death um, and that says a lot. I mean, it's, like I said, it's very interesting that he had the narrative that people were going to die alone and single and bitter and... Mm. And he died single, alone, and bitter. Mm-hmm. It feels like projection. Projection? When you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Mm. <laughs> uh, hundreds. 
Exactly. Like no one is fucking celebrating. But actually there are some I know that are celebrating, but not all of us are necessarily celebrating. It's just simply I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about his existence. I'm just not going to be sitting here showing some fake ass fucking sympathy because he died. Like, no, he's trash. He was straight buns. And like I said, you cannot sit here and be a trash ass person while living and then expect people to show you respect and honor when you die. Like, it just does not work that way, bro. Right. So, you know, what if he really isn't dead and he just bamboozled the fuck out of all of us? Now, now that's going to piss me the fuck off. <laughs> yes, let's actually explore that for a second. What is your reaction going to be after, let's say, all is said and done, and uh, this nigga pops out in all of his chick chicken nugget shaped head ass glory? What's gonna happen? <laughs> uh, well, I'll be like, damn. So you were that lonely and miserable and wanted attention that bad. So you told on yourself twice. <laughs> You know, the rumors going on about how he died, I think the shadiest one that I've heard was that he was with his male lover and he died in the act. I am hollering. <laughs> he, he sniffed a little too many, too much poppers and that's what did it. Yo, not poppers. Aaron. <laughs> no, but um, so... I've heard like uh, he just like had a heart attack at home. I heard it was some kind of stroke. He was dead on arrival. All kinds of shit. To be honest with you, I really, I, I am again. I don't care how callous it sounds. Um, I'm not getting giving any more explanations for it. I don't have to go ahead and rationalize my feelings to absolute fucking strangers. I'm just letting everybody know that I just don't care about this. I find it funny that there are so many black men who are crying in the car. That's all. I'm just point. I'm just here to point out the irony. I'm just here to point out the irony. It just doesn't make any sense to me how you can be shit all your life, and now that someone's dead, you want the, the audacity to tell me or a black woman, someone who didn't give a fuck about their existence, how to feel. Let me tell you something. If you're so worried about how people are going to think about you after you're dead, you need to respect people while you're living. But even then. Even if you are a good person, people are still going to talk shit about you when you're dead because that's the world we live in. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, we can't be saying that. It's the same energy. You want to be a shit person when you're alive? Okay, I'm just not going to. You didn't give a fuck about my, my, you don't give a fuck about my existence. I don't give a fuck about yours. It's going to be the same energy if them fresh and fit podcast niggas was to die. It's the same energy. I'm sorry. Nothing I, 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 uh, that we have said is going to change just because the person has passed on. I don't, I don't know what passing on has to do with our opinion, actually. I don't think, I, that's what I'm really trying to figure out. Like, did all of a sudden, all the horrible things he did erase when he died? I'm not Jesus. This ain't heaven. I ain't here to wash away no sins. So who the fuck are you talking to? Imagine telling black folks, well, you know, all this stuff happened and I just, you know, so-and-so, you can't talk about that because even though they're making laws and shit and, and putting in place and redlining all this other stuff that's affecting your black ass, but you can't be saying stuff about uh, John McCain, for example, because, you know, he was still, he still got loved ones. I don't care. So now that I don't care, what are you going to do about it now? You still going to take yeah. your ass to work and you still going to work two to three jobs and still can't pay your bills. 
That's what you're going to do. So worry about that. I'm not going to worry about someone who doesn't give a fuck about my existence. We, we still have to live that American nightmare. Because <laughs> I don't know where this American dream shit comes from. So we have, um, we are, oh, we still have to live this American nightmare, whether he's dead or not. By the, like, I don't know if you guys realize, like, we still got bills to pay. Like, I'm trying to figure out the men who are crying. Like, what did he do for you? That's all I want to know. Y'all acting like he piped y'all down the way y'all going on. Listen, because the only time I've been this deluded is over some demon dick or some demon pussy. <laughs> I swear to God. That is the only time that I have been this, like, oh my goodness, they almost ran over a puppy on purpose, but you know, they love me. Like, I've only been that deluded <laughs> when I, when that, when somebody was fucking me. So I'm trying to figure out, what does he do for you guys? I feel like it's a little homoerotic, especially since you guys hate homosexuality so much, but the way that you are. I mean, his whole brand was shitting on black women and constantly getting validation from other men. That's what this whole yeah. fucking toxic masculinity culture is all about, is getting validation from other niggas, but it's shitting like, on women. It's so, it's, it's so weird. It's like they just want to open up their whole mouths and not just take the dick, but the balls in their mouth. They want to make sure you really enjoy this, and it's really weird for me. Girl, it's a mess. Like I said, I don't, because I don't view death as... I don't think this was like a payback. I don't think, uh, oh, well, since he was bad, that's why he died. I, because, like I said, good people die all the fucking time. I don't think that's mm -hmm. the reason. How, like, I just think if you want, if you're so worried about your image, <laughs> that doesn't mean the fact that I'm saying this. If you're so worried about people saying bad things about you, even though you don't fucking exist, you don't have a think piece to even be able to care about what they have to say about you when you're fucking dead. But if you're so worried about that, then be a good fucking person while you're alive. Otherwise, shut up. Oof. Dang, I just joined. How did he pass away? Like, what's what going on? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Wilton said, look, I'm moving on. I ain't paying attention to this shit. Because exactly, it's way more stuff to worry about than someone who's uh, misogynistic. misogynistic. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Um, when DMX passed, I was one of those people who was not feeling it. I was not ready to mourn him or nothing like that because of just how abusive he was. I don't know. I don't really like domestic abuse. I don't care if it's physical, mental, spiritual. I can't rock with that shit at all. And I don't know. It's just very hard for me to see him. Just for how much people he abused around him. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I will say... Um, the whole thing with DMX that actually um, kind of fucked me up a little bit because, you know, if anybody knows me, everybody knows I love old hip hop and, and um, classics and stuff like that. And when DMX passed away, I was sad because it felt like there was so much torture in his genius. And, and um, I started doing what people do be, uh, when they talk about Bill Cosby or R. Kelly. I romanticized his work. I romanticized his work as if that was actually who he was as a person. When you actually look at the people around him, that's not who he was. 
I don't know if anybody saw Celebrity Rehab. It's an older show, used to be on MTV, and DMX was on there with his wife. And the kind of man that he was um, to her, damn. He just, he wasn't just tortured, he tortured. When you go from victim to victimizer, that's when all of my sympathy has to dry up for you. I don't, I, and, I, and I refuse to believe that, oh, just because he gave me this amazing music that I have to now believe that he's a good person. We've seen the proof in the pudding, that's not what happened. And I need people to actually begin to walk and chew gum at the same time. No, not the poppers. What the fuck? Uh, is it Rage? I can't remember. Uh, Surge? <laughs> what the fuck are this name? Damn it. I can't remember. But not the poppers. <laughs> I, I, I tried poppers once. I said, girl, never again. That poppers, like, girl, it's, it might, you might as well be sniffing ink up your nose. Because that shit, Ooh. I can't, I don't see how, I don't see how the white gays do that. I said, girl, I'm not doing this. I'm about to pass the fuck out. Rush is what it's called. Rush. Okay. Just just had to put that yeah, in there. I think that's Poppers. The, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one I tried, actually. I said, girl, no, ma'am. I don't like that. <laughs> it's super hypocritical, right? Because these same individuals, you know, who are shaming black women, in particularly for being like, you know, we don't give a fuck. We're not fucked up about it. We're just like, okay, fuck him. And, you know, we, we didn't like him when he was alive. We still don't like the nigga after he dies. You know, we, we're keeping the same energy, like y'all said. But these same individuals literally celebrate the deaths of white supremacists who, like I said, I think that is extremely equivalent in this in this case. As we know, white supremacists, you know, uh, spew and uh, continue and perpetuate um, a system and a way of thinking that is harmful towards melanated people. And Kevin Samuels is a man who perpetuated, who continued a narrative, who spoke a lot of things that were essentially extremely harmful and damn, it caused a lot of damage to the narrative when it came to black women it's the same shit bro it's the same shit so yeah like i said keep the same energy nigga fuck you <laughs> fuck you yeah if you're uh like i said if you are a shit person because i bet you the energy will be so different if if donald trump was to pass away i bet you all these niggas would be celebrating but since it's a black man oh my god we can't do that he's still an agent of white supremacy He's going to get dragged too because the shit that he was saying came from white supremacist rhetoric. Mm, and you know what really sucks? It's like the coin is called patriarchy and you have white nationalism on one side and you have the hoteps on the other side. Um, it's all the same coin. And we're, I'm, we're not about to go ahead and pretend to separate it because if it was a white man who was saying what Kevin Samuels was saying, Two white women, when, uh, first of all, black people probably wouldn't even know about it. Uh, but if they, if they did, they would be like, well, that's a disgusting ass person. But paint him, in, paint him black. We have to go ahead and ride for this nigga until the end of all humanity. And I just want to say, <laughs> by yourself, by yourself. That's not the, I yeah, will not join you. Respectability politics is going to get y'all niggas killed. Mm. Listen. So, but um, 
I want to go ahead and switch gears a little bit to things that I feel like are way more important that are actually affecting people that are living. Um, <laughs> because I'm sorry, yo. The one thing I'm not about to do is go cry over somebody who literally hated my ass. Y'all are weird. But anyway. Um, so the, <laughs> the next topic, uh, you're not pro-life. You just want power. Oh my goodness. I think we, we've obviously talked about Roe versus Wade before and it being overturned. Um, and I think we're now just closer to overturning it. It hasn't been completely overturned yet. But if it were to overturn, there is a, oh, there's ha like literally half of the United States would have, would make it illegal to have abortions in any sense. This is going to include ectopic pregnancy. If you don't know what an ectopic pregnancy is, I need you to Google. It is a, um, a pregnancy outside of the uterus. I feel like, I feel like one of the things, um, especially when you hear this bullshit, because they pretend to be pro-life. They're really not pro-life. I don't even know what they are pro. I think they're just pro-control. Because I was going to say they're pro-birth. But to be honest with you, um, I saw a video the other day where it was a guy and his wife were having like infertility issues and they really wanted to be able to have a baby. And they were actually reaching out to all of these pro-life organizations and things like that um, because um, she had a miscarriage. And when they were talking about that with them, they said, well, there's nothing that we can really do about that. And, and she was like, well, it's a baby that died. Don't you care? I thought, and remember, they want the baby. Why wouldn't you care? They don't give a fuck. I can't even think that they're pro. They're pro birth anymore. What are they pro? I think it's just pro control. I really do because they're not pro children. Because we see the way CPS, the um, foster care system, and everything else is set up. Those children are getting abused. Those children who are turning into adults who have been abused are literally saying it would have been better off that I wasn't born. That's not depression. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. That's what May I the saying, Lord like, open. <laughs> like, look, because <laughs> I noticed like um, a lot of cishet black men like celebrating this whole Roe v. Wade thing. Like, yeah, because we need more black babies and I'm glad that it's happening because they need to learn to keep their legs closed. Let me tell you something. When Because they're steadily taking our rights away. When we take our asses back to the Jim Crow era next week and we drinking our separate water fountains and shit, and sit in the back of the bus because I'm telling you, you, you want to sit here and act like it's not going to happen. We're slowly get, we're getting to that point. So when we take our asses back to the Jim Crow era, you niggas remember what the fuck you said. Keep that same energy since you want to celebrate Every this day. shit. Because you know this impacts black women. You know that. We get closer and closer. We get closer and closer to a Jim Crow era as we try to make sure that we're not even teaching regular history in class. Because remember, I, I, when we think about critical race theory, remember that's only taught in graduate school. So when they're talking about, oh, don't uh, teach critical race theory to my kids in school, they're just saying, don't talk about history, or at least don't talk about history that's gonna make any child feel bad. Yeah, we don't wanna make I, little Tim Tim and Nathaniel feel bad. I, I, I cannot help but remember when I reading up on uh, the segregation era, when you would have little kids, five, six, 
seven, spitting on black people who would enter their school. They didn't know why they were spitting. They just knew their parents were doing it. They were throwing rocks. They were doing all of these disgusting things. So if they, if a young child can be so moved by white supremacy that they're actually going to attack another person, I feel like we should be able to go ahead and actually teach it. But they know teaching it would mean exposing the system that they benefit from. That's why they don't want to teach it. They don't, they don't want to see their grandparents in color photos. That's what it really is. Girl, I'm telling you, I... we are going back to the Stone Ages. It's, this is some scary shit. That's what I'm saying. Y'all over here celebrating billionaires and millionaires at the Met Gala and, and, and criticizing <laughs> they, uh, they rich-ass rich outfits and they flaunting their wealth and y'all, and y'all celebrating that. Meanwhile, they was behind the scenes taking away your fucking rights. That's what I'm saying. Why are we still celebrating millionaires and billionaires in 2022 and the Forbes list and all this other dumbass shit? Wake the fuck up. Because this shit was happening while that shit was going, oh my God, look at her dress. That dress that Kim Kardashian got on, that Marilyn Monroe dress was $5 million. It was the most... Why are we talking about that shit? All they're doing is flaunting their wealth and y'all are still tuned in. I don't give a fuck. Are you getting a piece of the, the cut? They don't give a fuck about you. I promise you they don't. I feel like this this should really tell a lot of people that we are in um, dire straits because um, there are a lot of uh, countries that have banned abortion. Like there's going to be states that have the same abortion laws as Afghanistan. And come to find out, we were here thinking that the, the conservatives hated Sharia law. In reality, they were just jealous. Mm-hmm. And it's been proven. Oh, damn, they're making their bitches cover up. We're doing all these things. And we like, listen, we can't. We And it's like, that's what you want, though. That's what you want. You see it. And it's been proven that more people are going to have more abortions in countries that are banned, that ban it as opposed to where it's legal. So all this is going to do, this is going to keep happening. And if anything, it's going to happen even more. This is going to be unsafe for both the mother and the child now. There are... Uh, oh. No, go ahead. These white people trying to, ret- trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, they trying to go all the way back. They, they trying to go back to the 60s. I'm seeing they doing it little by little. They going right back to the 60s. And trying... mm-hmm. um, they haven't stopped trying to overturn Roe versus Wade since it, fi- since it came into action. How, so basically for 50 years, they've been trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. And this is the closest that they've ever been. Because remember, Donald Trump was playing to his base. He says, oh, I have so many judges. I'll put in all the right judges for you. Um, so we put in a bunch of pro-life judges. Um, I got all kinds of people inside the Senate who are going to be able to move this forward. Um, Do I think it's going to happen? Yes. Yes, I absolutely do. Because there's a lot of people who are like, they can't just overturn Roe versus Wade. If if you think that that is not possible, you haven't been listening. And And I'm noticing a lot of white women are shook and in distress. Let me tell you, this is so funny to me. Because... Y'all put this man, y'all put your whiteness first and you voted for Trump. You voted against your own interests. And you knew Trump was going to put these uh, far right ass people in the Supreme Court. 
So now that, oh shit, this affects me now. Now you want black women and black folks to stand and, and help you and fight with you. No, yeah. bitch. Keep that same energy. I'm going to say the same thing I said about all the toxic black men that want to go ahead and ask black women to go ahead and take up a cape for them. I'm going to give the white women the same answer. Fuck you. <laughs> like, you, fuck about my you put your whiteness first and that's what your ass get. Uh, and, 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 I'll, and I'll be honest with you. Um, we have, when we are, we are always fighting some kind of fight and people are silent. You were silent when there was women at the border getting their fucking rights taken away, getting fucking scooped out, having forced hysterectomies done on them. You didn't care when we were talking about the separation of children. Um, I don't know, by the way, is that done? Mm. But anyway, um, <laughs> but, so, like you didn't. You know he don't, man. That nigga's still asleep. Anyway, but no, uh, I I am in a space where it's like, you need to not come to black women's comment sections or just go ahead and giving out PSAs to black women to come and help your ass right now because we can't get you to, uh, because when indigenous women are disappearing, also having all kinds of fucked up things happening to your bo their bodies, being tested on, fucking disappear, just disappearing. You guys don't give a fuck because guess what? It doesn't affect you. Now that it affects you, now everybody's scared saying, oh no, we can't have this happen. It's getting too real. Right. Oh my God, the niggers, we need the niggers help. Why aren't you guys saying anything? Oh my God. Girl, fuck you and your damn watered down casserole. The, listen, so we do have a clip that puts it a little bit more into perspective that I want to go ahead and play for you guys. Um, Again, we're just getting closer and closer to the Handmaid's Tale. May the Lord open. It, it really, it really, no, seriously, I, I like under his eye, this is where the fuck we are. I'm like, damn, are they just going to start like mailing us our red robes? Should I go buy one? How does it work? Right. right I want to talk to white women who have just woken up to the fact that the patriarchy hates us. I want to talk to those of you in particular who are confused by the response of black women who are saying, don't come get me. I don't need you to come get me or tell me anything. Let's talk. We need to have a conversation. Black women have and are continuing to do the work to dismantle white supremacy. And to quote Charity Croft, who is probably quoting somebody else, uh, patriarchy and white supremacy are the same coin, different side. So for those of you who ignored the cries for Black Lives Matter, for those of you who ignored the cries for uh, Black maternal health and equity in like so many areas, to turn around now that this is affecting your body and to be like, Black women, where are you? We need you. It's, it's absolutely absurd. Okay, it is the peak of what people will refer to as white feminism. Here's the thing. White women going out and protesting and starting movements and doing all of these things. You can't expect black women to come get behind you and follow you and do this. They're the ones who have been organizing. They're the ones who have been doing this work for decade upon decade upon decade, let's say hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay. If anything, white women need to be getting behind black women and taking their leadership. But in the meantime, don't you dare go into a black woman's comment section and try telling her that she's somehow not doing something because she's not joining in your activism. Mm -mm. Because literally black women existing and flourishing 
and experiencing joy and satisfaction, that is resistance enough, okay? But do not, do not go into black women's comment sections and tell them what they need to be doing, who they need to be joining, or how they need to be operating in this movement in this moment. All right. Mm. What we do and who we are is resistance enough. And um, I really want, I'm really was glad that I was able to find um, that perspective because it kind of put together a lot of what I was feeling because um, there was so much anger that was wrapped up in this, anger that it was happening, anger that people were looking to black women to come and save them once again to put on our capes. It was just, it was, it was anger of the fact that there are so many women um, of all different um, creeds and colors who are just all, just suddenly gonna die. Like if this, if this happens in half of the states of America, we are, if you think the maternal uh, rate of um, death is, is bad now, because we've already proven it, that whenever you outlaw abortions, the only thing that happens is more dangerous abortion. That's how I know they don't give a fuck about life. It's all about money and power. Yep. You, you uh, like telling people, oh, it doesn't matter if you're raped or it's incest or it's whatever. It doesn't matter. That's still a life. So who the fuck am I? You're just the breeder. You're just carrying the child. Like I'm saying, Handmaid's Tale, they ain't give a fuck about the people carrying yeah. the child. They just wanted the damn child because, again, women. You're just property of the state. I'm telling you, we're going back in those days. <laughs> Bro. They're not even going to give us names anymore. It's going to be like, hello, human incubator. <laughs> How are you doing today? Like, like it, it, it is so crazy. And I also, and this also goes into all types of different culture, especially when they talk about women who don't want to have kids. There are so many women who just don't want to have kids. And when I say them just saying that one sentence, all of a sudden has people up in arms, niggas coming from across the room to tell you how much children are a blessing. Like it, it is fucking ridiculous. They don't, it's like they want us to be in a vulnerable space to not have any control over our bodies. And the fact that some people, some women is saying no, feels dangerous to them even though they have no choice but to admit that every time a woman gets pregnant, she's literally putting her life at risk. Just for um, a man to maybe not be there. Right. I, I, listen, I've seen women who li like literally lost all their fucking teeth, all of their teeth from pregnancy because certain pregnancies will cause a calcium deficiency and it'll literally uh, like erode away the enamel in your mouth. She has no fucking teeth anymore. Damn. Baby's fine though. You don't know what she's sacrificing to have that baby. You don't know if she's got endometriosis. They'll literally tell bitches if you have endometriosis, um, that who, which a lot of times you might actually have to have the uterus removed, you all kinds of things in order for them to get better. And those, and I literally had a doctor tell one of my girlfriends, well, you should maybe have a baby and maybe it'll go away. Uh, what? Y'all use babies as accessories and it shows. Mm -hmm. You don't treat them like they're human. That's why you get so upset when all of a sudden they have different sexualities and shit. 
You're like, oh my God, I thought I created a clone, not a whole other human being. Y'all are weird. That's why, like, again, like I said before, I have to keep saying this. You y'all keep saying pro life, but at what age? The, so w- when they turn twelve years old, when they turn sixteen, black and unarmed and shot by the police, when they come out as gay and have to be killed by the father, because that does happen. When they get kicked out their homes, when they come out as trans. So when does that life not matter then? Because y'all keep saying you're pro life, but y'all be driving by homeless people acting like you don't see them on the street. Mm. You're, you're, you're so pro-life. Ask any of these pro-lifers if they've ever adopted a child. I would love to know. Because they never do. They're like, oh, no, I had my own children. Okay, well, that's great. Because, you know, you're telling me that since I don't want my baby, that it could actually go to an adoption agency that you're not going to pick them up from. So why am I having a baby again? Right. They, they're not even trying. Um, to make any kind of fucking sense. And I feel like the reason why it's so scary is the fact that I feel like we've all gone about our lives like it's totally okay. Like Handmaid's Tale is around the corner. See, y'all niggas want me, want me to be upset about fucking Kevin Samuels. The fuck, the fuck, the fuck you think I can't? Yo, uh, everybody's husband in all of these seven states are gonna have to get vasectomies in order to protect the women that they're with. Do you know one of my girlfriends that lives in Texas already had her husband get a, a, a vasectomy? Mm. This shit is real. I, mm, I'm so I'm I'm so sick of it. Fletch to death. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Sid. Good morning, listeners. Um, I came in on the end of your conversation about Kevin Samuels, which you know, whatever. I'm not one to <laughs> wish. Uh, death upon folks, but I'm not one to um, be upset when uh, nature has to take its course. And to connect it to this conversation, somebody made a show yesterday. <laughs> and of course, it was a black woman speaking to another black woman. Someone called in, left a message talking about abortion. And um, I, I'll just say this, the only abortion talk that they wanted to have on there yesterday, and I quote from, from the host, is that it looks like abort, the Lord aborted Kevin Samuels yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. So um, if we don't talk about abortion, the Lord aborted Kevin Samuels yesterday. Well, there we go. Well, (laughs) boom, there it is. Oh, no. Okay, somebody's got to, plus you got to send me who them people are. I got to go listen to that. Uh, But, (laughs) but, oh, my goodness. Oh, that gave me so much joy. Fletch. And when it comes specifically to talking about abortion, I think sometimes um, we as black folks, particularly black men, forget that not only have white Americans become numb and used to the act of seeing black bodies, uh, apparently so have uh, we, because there's going to be a lot of black women and children affected by this abortion uh, bill. So it's just a shame that, again, when we talk about the alignment of a lot of uh, pro-black thoughts and and white supremacy, they don't realize that that's something they also share in common, being okay with seeing black bodies. Girl, it's, it's a mess. I'm telling you, Stone Ages, y'all, as y'all, some of y'all know, like, when I moved from Jamaica to this country, unfortunately, I live in the Bible Belt. Y'all know I stay in Alabama. Fuck. 
But uh, boo, boo, boo. I'm so yeah, um, the governor, Kate, uh, our governor of Alabama, talking about um, you can get up to life in uh, prison for having an abortion, even if it's rape. Incest and rape is included. You still cannot get the abortion. Talking about, well, I believe that every gift is a precious gift from God. First of all, why are you bringing God into anything when it comes to law? Stop bringing up religion. Stop saying, I don't want to hear the word God, period. Separation of church and state, my ass. Because y'all keep saying, oh, yeah. No, you, I don't want to hear that shit. Stop talking about God when you're laying down laws of the land, when you have all sorts of fucking life that live in this country. And you talk about God, because God told me that I felt like, that's what she said. She said, I believe God told me that this needs to be the law because every gift is a sacred gift from God. Shut the fuck up. Once again, not everyone believes in that shit. I don't know how many times I have to keep saying that shit. Did you know that rapists can actually sue for custody? Mm. Yes. <sighs> rapists can actually sue for custody of the child of their victim. Wow. Let's say, let's say that you were raped and you get pregnant. You decide to make a decision that, which, by the way, I feel like if anybody makes that decision, you are a god. And you actually are still going to love that child. You are a god. That's first and foremost. But this is something that's happened to you. You decide you're going to raise this child. You decide you're going to love it. Now, next thing you know, a summons comes through the mail from your rapist saying that you're due in court. They want to sue for joint custody. That's literally what happened in Handmaid's Tale. Nigga! Oh, my God. <laughs> I... This should be some of the scariest shit that we have ever heard. This should be absolutely horrifying to us. And the fact that we have so many people walking around like everything is straight or people passing laws that don't even know what an ectopic pregnancy is. They don't even realize that it almost has like a 100% mortality rate. It's either you die or you're sterile. It's one or the other. I think what I really want to discuss now before we move on to the next topic is what can women in these southern states do if they do get pregnant and they need to get an abortion? This is going to be some of the scary, some of the scariest shit that they're ever going to go through. That's first. But secondly, they're going to have to move because remember, you can't get an abortion in your state. So once you find out you're pregnant, do these women have to move to another state now? Like whatever state they go get the abortion in, should they just go and just move all their shit there? Because if they go back to a state where it's illegal, they'll, they will come back to handcuffs. Mm. 20 years in jail in Alabama. So what, what, so what can they do? What are, what are even the options? Girl, I don't know. It's so, it's just so funny how this shit is so accurate to this damn TV show we keep bringing up. Okay, we might yeah. have to go to Canada. 
Listen, listen. Hey, and I, by the way, I do not think that it is a coincidence that every time niggas is running for freedom or they're trying to go to a place where shit is just not as bad, it's always Canada. That's not lost on me, by the way. Um, I feel like that's where I'm going to end up at some point. <laughs> but I'm really wondering, like, so you're young, you get pregnant. Oh, my God. You're going to have to permanently like, move. You're going to have to move. And not make sure you don't come back. And then how are you going to get the money? They're, you know, this is going to end up putting more people in sex work, right? That they hate so much. You do realize that's going to be a residual of all of this happening because they're going to try and figure out how to get this money and get the fuck away from here in a shorter period of time. They're going to start sex work. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. But the fact that the situation is going to force them into sex work, that I have a problem with. Right. <sighs> Cyber. That's right. Canada welcomes all you liberals who want to get abortions. Absolutely. But the conservatives can stay behind. No, 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 no. Canada does not want you here. I don't want you here. I don't want conservatives in this country. American conservatives. Sorry. No, no, no. Your uh, right-wing nonsense can stay in, within your country. Yeah. However, I, uh, I am not a liberal. <laughs> I don't like being called yeah, liberal. We're, yeah, no, we're, de- we're definitely not liberals. I mean, I just, I mean, I feel like I am liberal, like the actual word, but I, I do not stand with the association of liberals, Democrats, and anything of that na- nature, because they don't give a fuck about us either. Like that doesn't like that doesn't change. Do you know what I'm my saying? My politic like, very much. My politic pretty much aligns with Harriet Tubman's. Bitch, I'm so far <laughs> left. Like I'm, I can't tell you how so far left I am. Yeah, bro, we we in the forest at this point. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, because there's a lot of things that I just don't believe in, and I really feel like a lot of liberals pretend to be inclusive so they can just go ahead and continue to get our vote. Um, but they're not actually inclusive. Again, it's like Nike putting out sneakers for Colin Kaepernick. They don't actually care about the issue, but black dollars make sense. Right. That's all. Um, Damn. If anybody has any suggestions as to what these bitches can do, because we're going to end up talking about this again. Anytime I come up with any information that could possibly help someone, we're going to end up talking about this shit again, especially when it does get overturned. I feel like it's not... A case of if it's a case of when i have this other video pulled up because one thing that they like to try and use is oh well you know in the bible we don't condone abortion in the bible and god doesn't i'm like actually i beg to differ it was a lot of baby killing mm-hmm. going on no not baby killing God killed babies when he flooded the earth in Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. The law of the land was that if a man suspects his wife of cheating, he could bring her to the priest, force her to drink a drink, and if she was pregnant, she would miscarry, and if she wasn't pregnant, she'd just get extremely sick from the drink. Because, you know, women don't have rights in the body. It's really misogynistic. God punished David by killing his child, and he made the child suffer for seven days before he killed him. 
God had Achan's children stoned and burned because Achan stole some loot and he would not allow the Israelites to win a single battle until they killed those kids. God opened up the earth and swallowed children and babies whole. In Hosea 9, 12 through 14, it says, even if they rear children, I will bereave them of everyone. I, the Lord, will give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that are dry. All this because they decided to worship other gods. First Samuel fifteen three, God specifies two soldiers. Make sure you kill the kids as well. Don't spare them. Numbers thirty one seventeen, God demands the death of men, children, and non-virgin women, which means yes, pregnant women were killed. Only people spared were the little girls who were presumably virgins, and the adult women who were virgins. I wonder why a group of men from the Bronze Age would run into a land, murder everybody, but keep the virgin woman alive as spoils of war. Like, what could you possibly do with virgin women? I don't know. Anyway, Hosea thirteen sixteen: the little ones will be dashed to the ground and their pregnant women will be ripped open. All because they made God jealous. Isaiah thirteen sixteen: their infants will be dashed to pieces before their very eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives will be violated. Nahum 3.10 Infants were dashed to pieces at every corner in a city that God declared he was against. He got a thing with dashing infants to pieces. I don't know what it is, but he, he seems to enjoy it. Now, this wasn't to bash religion. I personally don't care what you believe. But this is to state that a group of old-ass men don't get the right to make laws that affect solely women. And you definitely don't get to use religion as an excuse or reason to try to support the abortion ban. Because you clearly ain't read just scripture. It's crazy to me because like any other job, any regular job, they will let you go once you are a certain age. They'll tell you it's time to retire because you can't make the best decisions. But we have a group of people 70 and up making decisions for the rest of the world. I don't understand how that works. This is not my usual content, but I know y'all don't really listen to women, so I'm going to say something. I'm going to use some of my privilege and say something. This is not okay at all. Period. Can I say something? I have something to say. So I don't think it's fair that you were using this as an example because you would, you guys take the Bible out of context. That's not really what God says in the Bible. It's all about um, how you interpret it. He didn't really do those things. So I don't think it's fair to bring the Bible up because we love all babies. We don't, that's not what really happened. <laughs> no, we love all babies. Um, God doesn't. See, but... that's the thing. That's not really what happened though. Because again, it's all about context. You took it out of context. <laughs> oh my God. The uh, many impressions of Masterpiece Theater by Aaron, everybody. Um, but <laughs> I need people to, um, to, to really, really, I really want need people to get this through, through, the, through, through their skulls. If you don't have a uterus, I don't feel like you should be making laws about people who have them. I feel like that should be super simple. Like the fact that we've got straight people making laws for trans folks, I don't, I don't, and they won't let them into politics so they can't make their own laws. What the fuck, you know what, anyway. So seriously, um, 
I need people to 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 understand that this isn't just like some wayward attack. Once this happens, we're literally going to start to see just visuals of The Handmaid's Tale in real time. Mm-hmm. Because women are going to be dying, people aren't going to care. Because guess what, your your womb. Um, and I also feel like they they don't even realize what the fallout is going to be from this. We are going to have a lot of bodies on their hands. Yeah. And for Joe Biden's dumbass talking about, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I codify it. Y'all should have been that. That's the thing about Democrats. See, let me sit up because I got real pissed off. Um, <laughs> Democrats do this thing where they hang this damn grape over your damn face. They hang fruit over you, and it's like, oh, you, can, you, you gotta get it. Can you get it? No, bitch. Like, I see right through that bullshit. They're gonna use this for the midterms as well. Now, oh, look, we trying to, we doing these things for abortion, though, Republican. No, bitch. I see right through that shit. I don't trust these establishment Dems. And, and and you shouldn't, especially when they always seem to act after the fact. They they never prevent shit. You notice? That's why he and keeps it's not pushing, like they don't know what's a problem. That's why he keeps pushing the damn student loan. He keeps extending the date because he's trying to wait till the midterms get here. And then as soon as that shit is over, because they're going to use that as an argument. They're going to use this abortion thing. And look, we ain't, we ain't charging student loan. And as soon as that shit is over, they're going to drop that shit on your ass like a damn bomb. Oh. They voting work. No, not not for black people. No. Because I feel like maybe on smaller levels, like maybe like local elections, maybe voting works there. But I don't, I, I, I really have lost my, all of my faith in the electoral system i have i have no and i feel like the only reason that i still do vote so at least it feels like i tried is anybody else going through that because i because i still will vote but it just feels like i just want to make like at least if it goes fucked up i can't say i didn't try i guess i don't even know (laughs) it doesn't matter what you do with this two-party system that was meant for white people it's only going to rely on these rich ass people lobbyists they have control over all this shit. It doesn't matter what we as black folks especially do for this two-party system. I'm sorry, that's just the hard truth. I'm sorry, whether you vote or not. That hurts my heart. (laughs) (laughs) That that hurts my heart. Because in my mind, I want to pretend that there's something that, because I feel like that's that's the romanticism, that's the lie, right? Like you're a single person, but you, you, you casting this one vote could actually do something. And even though I feel like in my heart that I knew that it wasn't like true, but I would still like, like even for the other election, like I felt like, listen, I'm I'm a I'm gonna do whatever the fuck that I can. I I because we can't have Velveeta Voldemort on tour for in the second four years. I'm sorry, we, we, we really can't do it. And I don't even give a fuck who this nigga is at this point because they already took away Bernie. They took away anybody else actually trying to do something that made a difference. And I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like voting doesn't work because there were so many people who were like, yes, Bernie Sanders, yes, Elizabeth Warren, yes, all of these people with socialistic ideas because they were like, I want everybody to have access to medical care and, and health care and it not be a political thing. 
but they literally shot those niggas in the knees like walking dead style and was like oh joe biden you gotta come in and i'm just like so we're gonna have more of the same nothing's gonna change don't you think i thought to myself i don't want to even fucking do this the Democrats knew what they were doing when they put when they uh, made Joe Biden their candidate because, mm-hmm. to be honest, Joe Biden is not left. He's more like center right, center center right. They like they knew because they say, "Girl, we gotta do whatever we can to get some of these old ass white folks to come to the Democrat side." So we don't need to put Bernie because he too he too far left, quote unquote. So we gotta put Joe Biden in here so that we can get some of these uh older white folks on our side, these independents on our side. That's what they put Joe Biden's ass up in there because they know he's really conservative to be honest and i'm i promise you if every single black person in this country if the whole 13 percent population was to vote i promise you that we're not in white supremacy mm. Mm. i can bet money on that shit no you're right that's not gonna end white supremacy it's not gonna end patriarchy it's not gonna end oppression and I don't know, man, if that's not what it is, I'm not interested. Like, what do you, what are you going to do this next election? Are you going to vote, not vote? Fuck it. Like, we're, I just, just out of curiosity, I also want to ask the panel as well, like how y'all feel about it, because, I'll, you know, we're going from Roe versus Wade to voting because I'm like, what can we do? What are our options? They tell us the solution is voting. Y'all cannot let the Democrats fool y'all. They say they they're really good at saying shit that's gonna make you feel good. Hope and keep mm. hope and believe, hope and believe. And we we when we step down, we go low. Whatever the fuck she that bitch said. I'm tired of hoping and praying and hoping and praying. That shit don't work. I'm sorry. That's just where I'm at. Like this system has got to go. And I know that scares I, I a lot of y'all because we, we're so used to it. But the two-party mm-hmm. system was not made for black people. And, and in fact, I don't know how you want to call this the United States and then give it two completely opposite political parties. We were, this was set up for failure from the very beginning. Um, and damn, I'm really lost because I just, I want to, I, want, I wish I could, there was like a team of people to brainstorm with so we can figure out what's the next move. And I feel like the, the next move is moving. Yeah, I'm done with this whole kumbaya. Oh, when when the white supremacists go low, we go hot. No, bitch, I'm meeting them at their level, bitch. Gloves on, bitch. I'm tired. <laughs> no, for real. And and I also think like I feel like we all have to really talk seriously about getting out of the country because this whole changing shit from the inside and. Oh, if I become a police officer, I could get all the bad cups. Like, obviously, it's just not working. It's not real. Um, I think we really all have to seriously talk about um, really getting the fuck out of the U.S. But we also have to realize it's got to be a place that's not just safe for us being Black. It's safe for us being Black and queer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that has, we, um, one day I really want to do like a show and kind of go over some of the clips that I've found of black women. Um, and yeah, it's mostly black women too. It's funny. Um, black women who have left the country, um, who are living in, in um, black parts of Mexico. First of all, that was, a, my, that was shit. I was so shocked. I'm like, there's black people in Mexico. And then I'm just like, oh, the patriarchy and society done such a number on me. Nigga, there's black people everywhere, stupid. But... <laughs> 
I, um, you know, there's people who are going to Bali, they're going to Mexico, they're going to certain parts of Europe. Um, there's this one chick who just moved to Denmark. A lot of black people are living in France and they always let you know, listen, white supremacy did not go away just because I moved. I also want to let you guys know that just because we are deciding to make sure to get the fuck out of here, it doesn't mean that over there is going to be like the land of milk and honey. It's not the Bible. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be anywhere near as nightmarish, but you would be able to go over there and you're still going to experience certain racism, but we will act, but we'll literally statistically be safer. I think and have South a better Africa quality is, of life. I think South Africa is accepting of black queer folks. They are. They actually have a South African um, queer flag that I actually just found the other day. So uh, they, they, they can get married, they can own property, they, but don't go outside South Africa. And remember, just because they changed those laws in South Africa, I'm pretty sure the violence against um, gay people is still pretty high. Like yeah. just the way that we have certain laws here that we thought were protect us, but still black trans women and femboys are disappearing and dying. Fletch. Thank you. Hebrews chapter five, verse 11 through 31. Um, I just, you know, as someone who is agnostic and, and, and got to be that way, definitely from uh, just, I think how I always was and how I grew up on top of the fact that um, reading the Bible itself should remove all belief. I swear uh, that book constantly contradicts itself. And I actually talked to a friend of mine in the back chats who uh, Jewish and lifestyle, um, uh, but doesn't practice the faith anymore. Uh, talked about that and how strange it, uh, that that sounds pretty close to abortion to me. So here we are uh, yet another thing that goes against the very stuff. That a lot of these hateful ass Christians are out here um, spouting out of their mouths. I'm so glad that put, got played. Absolutely. Mm. There's so many contradictions in that book. There's so many contradictions in that book. And I, if I do read it, it's literally for entertainment. Like if I'm high or something like, oh, I'm in La La Land. Like, oh, it's a fairy tale. <laughs> but I don't take it seriously like that. Especially that whole Adam and Eve, the two whitest names, that that whole Adam and Eve story, that shit it had me so goddamn yeah. weak. I'm like, girl, what the hell? I'm pretty sure it's a lot of incest going on. For you to say that we all came from this bitch. <laughs> Especially, and I was like, the writers were fucked up. They had no continuity. You're going to tell me they had two sons. So. So one of the sons had to... so, Ooh, child. So who, was fucking, who was fucking their mama, Dr. Freud? Who was fucking the mill? So, yeah, um, um, I definitely was someone who at first thought you know my ancestors built this country i want to stay da -da 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 -da. but i thought this about this last year and i should have done better with disciplining myself i wanted to leave the country um and just start over um i feel in the spirit of nina simone and yeah. how she felt here it's it's tiring and um yeah definitely definitely want to set up a plan to leave the country because i don't think i want to be here anymore yeah mm. I, I, and i know this is going to sound weird but i feel like it's one of the reasons why 
they want to make sure that we are populating and everybody has a baby. They're trying to anchor us here so that we can't go nowhere else. It's like a shitty relationship with an abusive boyfriend. They try to knock you up so you can't leave. I really feel like, I really feel like one has to do with the other. Um, and I feel like it's another reason that they want to shame single people who don't have kids because we have the ability to move around. Because let me tell you something, we get choices a lot of times when you are not anchored down by certain things. And let me tell you something, those people who got kids and that and still won't let that stop them, do whatever the fuck that they are doing, them niggas is real dangerous, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you really can't tell them bitches shit. Oh, I can't go where? Shit. Fucking me. Right. Um, I'm wondering now, like, okay, so I'm just going to ask you before we move to the next topic. Um, where do, if you could leave the country today, where would you go? Hmm. That's um, a question for the panel, too, because I need ideas. <laughs> yeah, uh, participants, you can answer this. Um, I guess France. You said black folks in France? Mm-hmm. There's a lot I, of, know, of, I thought okay. it was nothing but white people in France. There's a there's actually quite the black population. I didn't even know there was like French rap that came from like African people who, who lived in France and shit. It's crazy. Um, there's actually like quite a bit of like um, there's a uh, the there's some amazing blackness in Europe for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess France. France. Right? Yeah, France. as long as they not tap dancing, I guess I can go with them. <laughs> Um, and I think their racism is still there, but it's more understated. And, and, and honestly, as long as you stay the fuck out of my face, I feel like we straight. Uh, um, I'm thinking, I've been thinking really deep about Mexico, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Every time I'm on TikTok and we talk about people getting out of the country, everybody's moving to Valaharta, I feel like it's called. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that shit. I'm hearing all kinds of shit. And I'm just like, damn, I may want to go down there and like visit, like just do an Airbnb thing for like a month and then let that 30 days really decide it. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going from. Uh, oh, we got some answers. Uh, Fletch. Yeah, hey, I hear you there. Shoot, I heard uh, Aaron mention getting his Harriet Tubman on. I'm getting my James Baldwin on. Yes, that's been something definitely mm. on the table between myself, my partner, um, my mom uh, for a long time now just because of how we grew up and our skepticism and our political uh, literacy and knowing that a lot of this is uh is, is is not going to change uh that bipartisanship is an illusion always has been um and that at the end of the day the plan was never for us to get free so we will be dealing with that for decades to come in attempts of trying to maintain a slavery-like hold on on all of us so i hear you my mom and i actually have some stuff we're talking about meeting up with some folks over around the congo area actually that she knows Listen, listen, let us know how it goes. Let me know what the prices are in the Congo, girl. Uh, okay, uh, Wilton. Man, I want to start my own country and have my own culture. That's what we need to do. Listen. The question is, uh, will they imperialize it once we build it? Mm. You know, America, America loves taking shit. Bro, colonialization, I feel like, will just try and happen again. I really feel like, mm, that's why I feel like we can't do it here. 
I feel like we got to be someplace else. I feel like the question is where the fuck to go. <laughs> but... Girl, we even, we, Wakanda even tried to hide. You see how that shit went? <laughs> I know. They did everything. Did you see all the things they did to keep Wakanda hidden? <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the wife will say, uh-uh, you got all these cool shit. We got to take from you guys. <laughs> Vibranium. No, let me stop. Uh, Issa, <laughs> Issa. I have evaluated either either uh, Uganda or um, Uganda. The fuck? I mean Ghana or um, Mexico. Uh, still thinking about it, but yeah, those are the two places I've heard the best um, feedback from. I um your message kind of cut out, but I heard um Uganda, Mexico, Ghana. I feel like what I really need to know is how they feel about gay people. Because I know they'll already accept my blackness. I need to know if the queerness is also going to be something that'll be accepted. And I when I when I say accepted, I don't mean you need to invite me over for dinner. When I'm walking with my partner, when I have a crowd of friends, are we going to get um, tackled? Is somebody going to shoot at us just because for existing? Like we need, I feel like that, like, uh, isn't it crazy how like when we think about travel, all the different things that we have to consider versus everybody else? Right. Again, when I visit family in Jamaica, I have to, I have, I can't be feminine. I just can't. I have to act super masculine. And y'all know I hate doing that dumb ass shit putting on being super macho but that's when we do visit family in jamaica i have to put on this front like oh yeah like, hey y'all and I, again even they know i feel like they know my family over there they know but again for safety reasons not and it's becoming more accepting in that country but it, i still it still has its you know i can't be out after dark with some damn booty shorts on oh, or <laughs> Oh no, fuck that. And, and uh, what sucks is I'm glad that certain things are changing a little bit in Jamaica in reference to that, but it's still so disgustingly homophobic. And it's like, you, I, even though probably some people still could tell, Aaron's not doing that because he wants to fit in. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron is doing that so that, so that they'll survive for the next day. They want to continue to eat and be merry. Um, so they're not doing this because, um, oh my goodness, I, I feel so left out. The fuck, the fuck, I wanna live. People not realizing that when a lot of times people have to act trade or act whatever, that's literally a survival instinct that they had to procure in life so they could actually make it to the age that you're seeing them at today. That's why I like, Bush queens. That's why it's so easy for like black queer men, like for us to switch it up like that. It's just so easy because we've had to most of our lives, like especially growing up. So folks be shook when I can like change my voice and stuff. That's just easy to me. Like again, I've done plenty of examples on here. <laughs> so yeah, it's survival. It's it's all a survival instinct. But y'all already know better. I don't force this whole. If anything, I prefer to be feminine. I don't like trying to fit in with straight folks or be straight passing with all that other dumbass shit. You're never going to catch me put on and make anyone feel, quote unquote, uh, comfortable. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going to turn on my blackness. I'm not going to turn on my queerness, period. And I feel like we all have to figure out what place that we can go to where it's not going to, we're not going to be just accepted or tolerated, but celebrated. And I just, I don't know if there's a country like that. 
No, <laughs> like, I just, just, just be real. Uh, Wilson, we're gonna play these messages and we're gonna move on to our last topic. Sitting Aaron, you you ready to go and start your own country? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the short answer is absolutely. <laughs> Wilson. Aaron and Sid, we, we can start our own culture and do what the Sinhalese do. Get some spears and guns and shoot at them so they won't come around. <laughs> I'm serious. I actually have been thinking about that. I was literally just thinking about that just before y'all just mentioned that. Listen, they talk about a wall they want to build. You know how pissed off they would be if we built one? Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh, Wilson. <laughs> We had to do our research to figure out what are the most, like, I guess, LGBT-friendly places to be. Mm -hmm. There's not too many places like that throughout the world. That's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I say we should start our own culture, mm -hmm. our own country. So... Um, this was, I'm actually going to let you take this because, um, this was something that, um, that you came up with that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So the next topic, um, is about what does a real man mean to you? And I, and y'all can feel free to comment. What do y'all think it means to be a real man? Um, in the LGBT, the black queer community, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I want me a hood nigga. I want betrayed. I want, I want a real man. He needs to be this and he needs to be that. But especially like y'all know how I feel about gender in general, especially like me being non-binary, all that shit is just, it's just, I look at it differently now, but back before I defined as that to me, a quote unquote real man meant that you're secure at yourself. Uh, you know what you want. You're authentic. You're not living, you're living in your truth. You're like, like you can pro like protect me. Like it's a lot to it. Notice how I didn't say, Oh, tall muscles and super fit and with a beard and like Trey and he ain't no sissy. Notice how I didn't say none of those stereotypes when we talk about dark skinned black men, especially because every time I hear people talk about, oh, I want a dark skinned black man, but he has to be all these things. It's like, girl, all you're doing is just fetishizing, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, um, to me, a real man is someone who knows what they want and has drive and it's just securing himself and living in his truth. That's what a real man means to me. I say, I, this is a trick question for me because again, I don't identify as as either. Like like I said, the social the idea of gender, I don't believe in that shit. I don't believe in gender roles. Yeah. So yeah, because I feel like when we say like real man, obviously it's in quotation marks because a trans man um is a real man um and amongst all kinds of other stuff too right but i feel like one of the things that i thought about when you um first brought up the subject i really did think about the manosphere and what they believe a real man is supposed to do and it's all these things that a lot of women and femme people don't even want they're like i can provide and protect you and then i can i you know like like this is it's very neanderthalish when you think about what the what the other side feels about what a real man is supposed to be because to me um if we're going to talk about re what i think a real masculine figure um that would a healthy masculine figure i feel like that person has patience they don't listen to respond they listen to understand 
They understand perspective. They understand intersectionality. Um, and notice how it has nothing to do with what you can provide for me or what you can protect me from because I'm a woman. I'm, I can provide and protect for myself. I am a black woman. All of that shit is covered. I need to want you, not need you. And you know what I need? Uh, uh, I know what I really want in my life is actual balance and perspective because another thing that I noticed is that I don't really have any male friends like that because everybody just wants to fuck me. Nobody actually wants to be my friend. And then it makes me think, damn, so for a lot of men, I'm not even a viable friend for you. It's like, if you can't bend over and show me what you're working with, then I have no, I have no value. I have no whatever. And to me, that's not a real man. I'm sorry. People giving that excuse like, oh, well, you know, it's a man. You know how that's going to go. They're like, oh, well, you know how men think. You know how men do. And I'm just like, you talk about them like they're not even fucking people. And then they want to, and then men want to turn to me like I'm your fucking enemy. That shit is amazing to me. <laughs> that shit is amazing to me. Like I want uh, actual men to be comfortable being full three-dimensional people and not just like, I'm angry, I'm horny. Like I, I feel like you guys have more stuff. <laughs> I feel like you got more stuff. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really want to get everybody else's perspective as to what um, a real man is to you. And I really do wonder, even though the manosphere doesn't really dare come in here unless we just want to, like, drop an insult and run away. Um, but um, if, if there are any in here, I would really love for you not to speak. I would really love for you to just listen. Because mm. you're, we're usually the ones you're trying to fuck, right? Maybe you should add, actually listen to what we want. It might be, it could be, it could be a good thing for you. It could be an educational learning situation. <laughs> Who knows? I noticed that again. A lot of, a lot of straight black men think that in order to be a real man, you have to be like this alpha male, and you have to have this hotep ideology. Uh, first there's God, then there's me, and then there's the woman. And I'm telling you now, that's not it. And that is a white supremacist way of thinking as well. This whole alpha male bullshit, I need y'all to get rid of that. And uh, you know what else? Um, I'm really thinking um, at this point, I'm wondering if what we really want in men, do you think they're actually ever going to listen or do you think they're just gonna to continue to tell us what they think that we want, even though we've told them we don't want it? Mm. Cause I feel like it's the latter. <laughs> I feel like no matter what we tell you what we actually want, you'll be like, but I've got muscles and I've got money. And I'm just like, oh dear, you, you're, you're, you can't even have this conversation with me. Um, honeybee. Honeys, hopefully, oh, sorry, a little late. Um, hi, honeys. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying your Friday, staying safe, staying hydrated, and all that jazz. Um, sorry, I came in a little late, but hey, how y'all doing? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Earth is still ghetto. That's why we here. You know how it is. Uh, flame. Um, to me, a real man. Well, I don't really know what a real man is, but I can tell you what I think like a healthy man is and a, a man that is conducive to creating a better world and society for non-men is a man mm. that isn't 
in, um, that is unlearning and no longer indoctrinated by patriarchal and misogynistic thinking and ways of viewing women and someone who is not completely emotionally inept to the point where they project their negative emotions and feelings onto other people, someone who practices and actively works through their toxic masculinity to be a more healthfully healthy, <laughs> healthy masculine person and someone who understands their um, uh, their role in society as a person that can oppress others and doesn't actively oppress other people and acknowledges um, non-men and women in their plight. Mm. I like the term she used, healthy, instead of real, because I keep, like I said, yeah. everyone's manhood, everyone's womanhood is different. No one's is the same. So when I hear people say, well, trans women... They're not a real woman. I'm a real woman or I'm a real man because I make more than she do and she do as I say and she, I want, what can you do to submit to a king? All this other sh bullshit. We, I really wish we could let that go. I really do. <laughs> do you think that it's even possible? No, because white patriarchy and white supremacy got a hold on us. We have to, that's part of decolonizing your mind, black people. Getting rid of this whole alpha male this whole, all this other shit, this toxic shit, you, that's part of decolonizing your mind as well. I agree. I think that the, the, I feel like the only next natural step, at least for us as Black queer folks, is figuring out how the fuck that we are going to improve our own quality of life. Straight up. We've got to get to the point where I just don't give a fuck about anybody else. Either you're one of our accomplices or you are us. And if you are not either of those things, don't give a fuck about you. Right. And I think um, what's also going to be really helpful if we need to discern who our tribe really is. And that may not include all Black queer people. Some people are still under the guise of patriarchy. Some people are still under the guise of misogyny. We need to get to a space where it's okay to leave some of these motherfuckers behind. Not everybody's going to make it with us. And that's the truth. And we have to survive. Nobody gives a fuck about our own self-preservation except us. And that's on period. Period. Because like I said, there's a pick me. There's always going to be a pick me and a token ass nigga in every community. So yeah, I, I, we have to do some, we have to scope the ones who are actually down for the cause. We have to scope them out. Scope them out. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I feel like we need to have another show almost um, maybe maybe next week sometime where we really can talk about the um, attributes of an accomplice. Mm. What you actually are going to need because your accomplice is a part of your arsenal. You should be able to pull that shit out. When Listen, I we need to start having a higher bar for the people who we let into our spaces. I don't need you to be an ally. I need you to be an accomplice. Period. So I feel like that's one of the things that we're going to have to do. People going to fly by the wayside. They going to fall out like you've never seen them fall out before. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. You're going to turn around and look at your circle and be like every single one of those motherfuckers are literally riding for you. Not no ride or die. No stupid shit. No, they're riding for you. What do you need? Your human rights matter to me. And guess what? If you don't have human rights, then I feel like my rights are being taken away. Those are your accomplices. Mm. They take it personal, bitch.
Okay, because a lot of these, we have a lot of oh well ass niggas. Oh mm. well, that's just the, I tried. No, bitch. And I'm gonna get you white liberals. <laughs> I'm gonna get you white liberals together too, who put hashtag BLM and oh I like Colin Kaepernick. Meanwhile, you complaining about well you niggas want to get shot with the police if you pull your pants up and stop having your music too loud. I see right through the bullshit. Affirmative action affects me negatively, even though it's mostly white women that benefit from it. But cool, but cool. So I feel like that's really what. Um, I feel like we definitely want to put that show together because I feel like that's going to be something else in our arsenal to know that when people step to you and say certain things, leave that one alone. That, that, listen, there are going to be things that people say that it's going to be like such a, a microaggression that you're trying to figure out why it just don't feel right in your spirit. Mm. Once you feel that shit, let it go. Mm. Let it go. Oh my goodness. First of all, Aaron. I just want to thank you so much for working with me so we could get this show done uh, together this morning because I am not in location. I am in Las Vegas. Um, and um, I just, man, I'm so glad for this platform. I've been fighting with Kevin Samuels uh, dick suckers all day long. And this made <laughs> me feel so good. I just wanted to say that. Period. As I thank you for being flexible because, girl, I know that time change can really get you. <laughs> It's different. But yeah, um, <laughs> this is the Earth is Ghetto podcast for those who are new here. <clears throat> Earth is Ghetto podcast. This is a podcast for black LGBT people. Now, if you are not black and LGBT, notice how I keep saying black and LGBT at the same fucking time, but you would like to learn, then feel free to learn. We accept accomplices. Notice how I didn't say allies. We mm. accept accomplices who listen to this podcast. Because quite often, black LGBT folks are always excluded from many talking points. We don't have a safe space, but we want you to know that this podcast is your safe space if you are black and queer. So that's what we started this. That's what this is all about. Me and Sydney do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, 9 o'clock a.m. Central, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. You can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can also listen to our podcast on Spotify. Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, period. And you can follow our yeah. Earth is Ghetto podcast page on Instagram, Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And same for our TikTok as well. All right, booze. I want y'all to remember being queer is African. Don't let nobody ever tell you different. And we will see you in the next one. Peace. Bye, niggas and friends.